Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 12 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math. Let's start by thanking our sponsor, Audible, who is offering a free audiobook. Just head over to stemonfirebook.com. That's stemonfirebook.com to get your free audiobook. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Greg, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Greg Eberhardt has a Bachelor of Science degree in Mechanical Engineering and an MBA, which is a Master's in Business, from Marquette University. He has held positions at Spalding, Briggs & Stratton, GE, and most recently at Generac as a Product Manager. Welcome to the show, Greg. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life. Certainly. Uh, thank you, Jeff, for, for uh, inviting me to be on. I'm uh, excited about this, and I'm, quite frankly, I'm honored. So, yeah, a um, little bit more my 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 personal background. I'm also a, uh, a husband and a father, um, my most two important roles. <laughs> and then um, I've got a pretty uh, extensive athletic background. I'm a three-time Ironman finisher, um, black belt in Taekwondo, scuba certified. Um, I did some uh, uh, scouting work for the Milwaukee Brewers, and I was a um, high school basketball um, referee and official uh, for a few years. So um, I certainly try to round out on, on my uh, on the athletic side. There you go. Three-time Ironman. I'm, I'm impressed. I did a marathon myself, and that was challenging, and no Ironmans in the future for me. <laughs> it's amazing what the human body can do. It is, right? It's it's definitely mind over body. So let's dig in here, Greg. So you've got a mechanical engineering degree and a master's in business, an MBA. For those folks that aren't familiar with mechanical engineering, and probably most are, but could you give some examples of career opportunities from your perspective? Sure. Uh, me mechanical engineering, uh, from my perspective, is certainly the most broadest of the engineering field. Um, you can be working from designing mechanical components, um, engines, um, uh, to um, hardware um, uh, for, for electronics. You can be working on um, HVAC systems, heating, cooling, um, because of your fluid dynamics background, you can be uh, working on, quite frankly, rocket ships um, and, and with, the, with, again, the fluids and the mechanical and the material um, uh, experience that you have and the training that you get with that. Uh, so it's, it's the mechanical is a lot more the dynamic uh, of the of the engineering uh, fields that you can get into. So, uh, and that's really why I wanted to get into it. Um, cause at the time when I was going through college, uh, it was, yeah, I enjoyed engineering, um, but didn't exactly know where I was going to end up or what I wanted to, to be doing when I, when I came out of engineering. And I actually started off as a uh, process engineer or manufacturing engineer and that mechanical background helped me uh, extensively being able to understand how um, the the products were designed and how they went together um, so in order to help with people on the manufacturing floor to, to make things run more smoothly so why did you change from process engineering to mechanical engineering um, well, the, the process engineer job that I, that I originally started off with, it just, it was, I was looking for a first job and that's what I ended up getting. Um, 
and I, I got involved with the um, lean manufacturing um, very early on in my career, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I actually ended up running a Kaizen program uh, in my 20s um, at a um, about a half a billion dollar uh, organization uh, in the Milwaukee, greater Milwaukee area, and it was it was a lot of uh, a lot of fun helping people improve the way that they work and getting them involved to, to actually do that. What I, I had this kind of an aha moment in, in the late 90s, and it was, oh my gosh, just because you have, just because you're designing something uh, in the United States, that doesn't mean that you are going to have to manufacture it in the United States. And that's when the globalization really was starting to truly take off. Um, and I wanted, and I figured I needed to get some professional design experience. And so I ended up getting, doing that. And, um, that, that led me into eventually into a project engineering role. That's when I also got my, went and I got my MBA with a marketing emphasis, uh, and, um, led me from working in the, what I call the back end of, of businesses of the manufacturing side to the front end, which is now where with a product or high-level program management, where it's your understanding where the, the marketplace is, um, where it's going, and then understanding that, that the customer wants and needs, and then developing new products and services. But you need to have, I believe, that technical background, at least for the products and services that I work in, um, to, to be able to truly under, to, to relate to where the customers are and what they're looking for. So by starting in that process engineering, manufacturing engineering, to design engineering, to project engineering, to program management and product management, um, I've had this career progression uh, that has allowed me to um, work with various different functions within the, within the company. And I, and what you, what you end up learning, you don't you don't necessarily get this when when you're in college. But you don't realize this, but each function within a company really has its own language. So supply chain, marketing, finance, operations, quality they bring very important pieces to the overall picture. But they're focused on their certain areas, and they use they'll they'll use different language and and a different and with that difference perspective, you have to understand what they're they're looking for in order to help lead them uh, and lead that whole team to get to the to the final goal and the vision of creating these new products and services and actually becoming uh, a more profitable uh, organization. Sounds like we kind of dug into what your what your specific area of expertise is. Is there anything you'd like to add to that that's very specific to what you do? People will, will use the, the the phrase "herding cats" um, because you're, everybody is is trying to do, get their stuff done. You, especially if you work in a large organization, um, which is a matrix, and you do not have direct control over people, you have to influence them. So. You have to have the ability to create the vision of what the problem is and what needs to be done, and really, and through that, then what, how important they are to the, to, and their role is to getting this this particular projects completed. It's a lot of soft skills, but you, in order to communicate, you have to have that. I believe you have to have the technical background and understanding 
in order to get through and solve problems and help them uh, to get through because you can be able to push back um, whether it's a hey you know what's going to take me eight weeks to be able to design this well let's talk this through I think that we can do it sooner um, and let's understand what the what the restri- restrictions are um, and then, and the flip side I've even had talks with, with people where they go oh yeah I, I can do this in, in a couple of days and I'm going um, I think we need to reconsider that because I see some potential problems let's add a couple of weeks to this uh, be, um, to, on the time to time frame because we've got other projects that are that are hitting at the same time and I think this is going to be more complex than what you think Yeah, and Greg, I think you kind of touched on something when you were describing what you've done over the years, and that for for STEM Nation, when you graduate college and you get out into the real world, you're going to have, I'll say, multiple careers within your career, and it can even be multiple careers within the same company. So keep your options open, look for new opportunities and, and take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. Oh, absolutely. You, you and, and, and without a doubt, we're living in the most rapidly changing times in human history. Uh, people that are, uh, that are coming out of, out of other undergrads right now, they, in five years, they could be working for a company that doesn't even exist at the moment. Uh, the, what, because of the, whether it's the, the software industry or what have you, um, and the analytics, um, which is changing changing the world um it's it is so incredible that that um the the amount of change and amount of information and that goes to being able you you have to be a lifelong learner so it is it's because without that you're you're going to be you're going to get caught behind well behind the curve and people are going to be able to um adapt uh, and, and, and get to you. So you got to be, just be aware of what, um, what's all, what's all going on from a, uh, from a, a, a marketplace macroeconomic standpoint. Yeah. And Greg, you've, you've touched on that, right? A lifelong learner. For those of you in STEM nation that have been listening to the other podcast, this isn't the first time you've heard that you need to be a lifelong learner. If you want to continue to be successful out in the real world. So, Greg, what is one thing that has you really fired up about mechanical engineering or business in general, since you've got an MBA and kind of more in the product management or program management role? The topic that I would think with that is is one I just just happened to to briefly touch upon. That's the analytics. Being able to use data to understand um, what is happening and then using that data wisely to make decisions. Uh, That's the thing that's changing uh, dramatically. Amazon is the prime example of that. Uh, they know what people want almost before they, <laughs> almost before the consumers know. Um, uh, Target is actually another fantastic example of that as well. They, I mean, how they have been able to anticipate uh, people's uh, next purchases because of a previous purchase is is almost scary. Uh, but this is something that it's um, it's going to drive a, a different uh, types of it's going to drive different types of companies. It's going to drive different types of processes. Um, you have to be aware of you know you're not going to be able to anticipate uh, ten years down the road um, where this is going to go. But you you, you got to be involved with this, and you got to be involved with this right now. Um, I mean, people are using the term you know of course AI, which which uh, the analytics goes right into. Uh, so that is a really big for um, businesses 
in general, but for a product manager or a program manager, um, you're going to be involved with those those type of uh, the, those types of systems. STEM Nation, if you're in college and looking for electives, and you see something that says like data analytics or artificial intelligence. I don't think it matters what discipline of STEM you're in. I would highly recommend taking that class to at least get familiar with the language. Like Greg was saying is different aspects within a company, you know, different groups, marketing, engineering, program management, product management, they all have different languages. And if you can speak the language of machine learning, artificial intelligence, big data, uh, there's going to be even more opportunities that open up to you. So highly recommended to, to take advantage of that for an elective. And if you're in high school, take a look at data analytics and see what's out there and uh, see if that might interest you. I even was at a, I was at a seminar um, a couple months ago uh, put on by a company that does analytics, and they're offering their, their software for free to people to actually start off and just start doing the programming. It was. Um, I was actually kind of surprised with that, but they they want to they want to hook people in on, on on their software, and it's something that they even mentioned. They'll give it. They'll do free training at schools. If if a, I would I would totally agree with you, Jeff. On on if there's any type of student that has any ability to take even just one class or doing something even online, get familiar with, with um, that the analytics or the artificial intelligence. It is going to benefit you. Absolutely. Hey, Greg, we're going to change gears here a little bit, and we're going to move into an aha moment. So, Greg, if you could take us to a moment in time of an incredible aha moment you've had at work or your personal life, and tell us a story and how you turn that aha moment into success. The one that first that really jumps out is the one that I that I mentioned that happened to me in, in the late '90s, and that was that when the start of the, the globalization of of companies designing in one area of the world but manufacturing in another, um, and even having the with larger companies being able to design 24/7 or 24/5 at the worst case, where you could have um, designs being worked the same design but product being worked on um, in U.S. and then also in China, uh, so that because of the different time zones that was a that was really big for me um and that shifted my my career path uh so the big success for me really was just taking my career in a different different area and it's it's been very good for me because it, because it helps me become more rounded more well-rounded as, as a as a as a businessman, as a, as a, um, individual, the, um, the other aha moment that I probably would say came about when I was actually, I started off in engineering management, uh, from my, from my grad school. And I was talking with one of a business professor and I was going back and forth between, all right, do I stay in engineering management? Do I shift over to the MBA? And his first response was, you're an engineer. <laughs> and I had been with this professor for a full semester and like, okay, so that kind of, uh, I, I, it was, it was a more, it was a helpful for, for a self-realization of, of, of this, some of the additional talents and skills that I have that I can bring to the table. Uh, certainly have that, that technical background, uh, which is again, critical for, for the industries that I've worked in being able to communicate 
move outside of my introvert normalcy and being and acting uh, more extrovert uh, in, in the business world um, has been beneficial with that. And I would certainly encourage if, if anybody out, out in the, the STEM nation that's going to college and has enjoys technical background, but also enjoys uh, talking and communicating, there are various different roles that you can you can go to. You can uh, moving into sales engineer, uh, which is a critical role for, for to be able to communicate to customers on the benefits of uh, products and services, or again, moving into more, um, you know, whether it is moving into a program or a product management role, those opportunities are out there. But if you want to just focus in on the designing and the engineering, do that then. I mean, you, you, it's that being a, becoming self-aware um, of, of what your, your true talents are um, is very important. Yep. And I agree with that, Greg. The Going for a STEM degree, you know, engineering, let's say, the, the doors are wide open. So even if you go, geez, I would never want to sit in a cube and design all my life, still go for that engineering degree because you're going to learn the language and you can morph that uh, engineering degree into a sales role into a marketing role you can take it wherever you want to take it absolutely and and what's really nice about the any type of these stem degrees is they're difficult you want to have something that is applicable that you can use you can you can quite frankly go and have a career and have a have a job um it's uh, it, it's it's a it's a huge uh, benefit to to society to be able to to have more engineers, more scientists. Um, but even if you um, want to move out of that, having that technical background, and also more importantly, not just the technical background, but it's the um, the way you solve problems, the logical way that you go through that, it's very you can you can match it to somebody that has come out of law school, and you, there and law, lawyers are trained to go through a certain process for their rationalization and how they solve problems. Same thing with anybody coming out with a technical degree, and that is critical for solving any type of problems, whether it's it's an engineering or science business, finance, being able to work through those. And actually, and another thing is being comfortable with numbers. When you have that comfort level, uh, that is a huge benefit because uh, there are a number of people who just, are, they, they see numbers and they freeze up. It's not that you're, you have to be a 4.0 and, and have taken uh, in, in all your calculus classes, but if you're comfortable with the numbers, you're comfortable with the, with, with the principles, that's more than ha- gets halfway there. It is, it, it's a huge, huge, huge benefit. STEM Nation, other podcasts, you've heard it. There's engineers out there that, you know, they struggled through calculus. They got Fs in calculus. They had to retake calculus, and they weren't really all that great in math, but they worked through it. And in the end, they were still absolutely successful in the STEM careers. And Greg, you hit it on the head. These STEM curriculums, they are not easy, at least for most of us. Maybe the top 1%, they're, you go to class, never take notes, and you ace everything. But for the normal people out there, they are challenging. So could you take us back to when you were 18 and give some advice to STEM Nation on what you think they need to be successful going through college 
persistence is 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 definitely going to going to keep you um get you get you over the hump you're you're always you're going to run into no matter how good you are you're going to have you're going to run into to some type of difficulty and that's okay and that in the end is actually good it's going to make you a, a better person to go through some of those struggles and so that 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 being able just to pers- persist through trials and just as you said you know, if you get you don't get the uh, the grade that that you need in the class, uh, if you get below a C and you need, uh, or if you get you fail a, a cal class, take it again. It is you will get better. You will you will get through it. Just stick through it. It's gonna you're gonna get through it. It's gonna be fine. And and, and just continue to, to to progress. I wish I would have done the the those like personality behavior tests back then the the disc profile the briggs meyer well now the the strength finders 2.0 being able to understand what your strengths are it is it is helpful because you're going to understand how you function and then you can you can work with that it doesn't pr- drive you to make a decision of oh i'm going to ship uh, my my major but it helps you understand okay i might actually i need to go get some help and some tutoring uh, in this area because this is a weakness of mine or, Hey, I'm really good at being analytical. Having that self-awareness is really important. Um, and it'll help you out, uh, later on in your career. Yeah. And, and STEM nation, you know, Greg said, you know, if, if you need help, go get a tutor, going and getting a tutor doesn't mean you're not smart. It means you're probably one of the most intelligent people because you realize you need help and you actually take action and go get help. So thank you for that, Greg. And Greg, from a skills or attributes, what do you think are needed when you transition from college into your career? Something that you don't have is you don't understand the general uh, engineering processes that that you need to do, that you need to do to have a functioning engineering organization to communicate appropriately. Everything from how a, what needs to be on a drawing to how that gets, the, that whole drawing moves through the process to um, the su- uh, supply chain, to quality, by having that understanding and the only real way that you're going to get that uh, that background is to actually get experience so i would highly recommend getting internships co-oping if you can uh, that brings a whole bunch of additional uh, of skills that you're going to need um for your career it's it it seems really basic but it's critical uh if you don't from a, and when you're designing a, a, a particular product, having the right, quite frankly, the right tolerances and having tolerance stackups and geometric tolerancing, um, these things are not typically tra- uh, given it and trained in, in undergrads because you're focused on fluid dynamics and uh, what's going on from a, a, a metallurgy standpoint of for, uh, for these different type of products and, and how, how what's going on from a theory standpoint. It's the whole applicable um, skills that, that, that you really do need. Yeah, and, and STEM Nation, you can get those skills, start learning those skills by getting the internships, by getting the co-ops, gaining that experience out in the real world. And I'll say that many companies... When you graduate after your four-year degree, they may not hire you because you don't have experience. They're actually looking for experienced engineers coming right out of college. 
And Greg, we are going to move into the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes. What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? From a technical standpoint, it was actually my my engineering mentor. Uh, he had told me that when you take over a project from somebody else that hasn't been finished, double check everything. Don't because he said he's gotten best most time when how he gets burned is because he hasn't checked a previous person's work and it has happened to me as well. Uh, so that that would be the, probably the best technical advice from from an engineering standpoint. Trust but verify. And what is a personal habit that contributes to your success? Being a continual learner, uh, learning from day one to day last. Uh, that is something that really has helped me uh, as my career has, has, has adjusted and, and being able to persevere. Uh, we, we talked about the Ironman stuff before. <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself when you're on, a, when you're on your bike for six hours uh, doing a 100-mile ride. It, it, it is, actually moves over into <laughs> the, the, your career like, okay, just keep going. Get, and also keep the team moving. It's not just about when you're leading a team. It's not about you anymore. It's about the team. And what is a favorite internet resource or phone app and why? <laughs> LinkedIn. It's uh, not only a great tool for, for networking, but it has become for me a great way to find articles to keep up to date on, uh, whether it's Harvard Business Review um, where it's, or, or it's something on a technical side from analytics. A lot of people are using that to, to drive um, uh, where they're, they're, how they're posting their, their articles. So um, I absolutely say for me, it's LinkedIn. And I love LinkedIn as well. For STEM Nation, even if you're in high school, go create a LinkedIn profile up there. You know, if you're thinking about some one of the STEM careers, go ahead and put that out. And as you meet people, go and do a LinkedIn request with them and your network will get larger and larger. And Greg, what is one book you recommend and why? If I had to choose one book, it would be the Bible. Not from a technical standpoint, it's just from a life standpoint. You can be the greatest engineer, greatest scientist in the world, but answers to life are, are in that book. Um, for a technical book, I'd say Skunk Works. That was a book that came out in the 90s, and it talks about the Lockheed uh, division that developed the U-2 plane, the SR-71, the F-117 stealth fighter. Um, and it's a fantastic story. Uh, I think anybody from a, with a technical uh, background would 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 be uh, would find that interesting. Yeah, what Greg's talking about there, Skunk Works, it's not, you know, skunks, like you think of it from an animal standpoint, but Skunk Works is kind of a name given to projects where it's, it's kind of under the radar, where they, they grab some engineers, maybe some product planning folks, and say, just go off and go create this and just make it happen. And those are actually really fun, you know, projects to be on because you can kind of do whatever you want, and they're a blast. Greg, as we wrap up here, can you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to reiterate um, the last stuff that we, we had talked about earlier. Uh, be, be a continual learner. Uh, it is going to help you for your career and your personal life. Uh, you're, you're, you're really just starting on, on your road here. Um, if you come in, whether you're in high school or an undergrad, you will be learning for, for the rest of your life. And it, that's, that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of fun with that. Um, and, and, and be persistent, persevere. Um, uh, there are always going to be, um, bad days. Um, but 
keep moving through it. Um, it will get better and, uh, and, and, and lead, lead those teams. You, um, you can do it and, uh, find ways to, to get everybody moving forward. Thanks, Greg, for all that valuable insight. And with that, we'll say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed that discussion today with Greg. Head on over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player. And again, if you are getting value from this podcast, please share it with a friend. Tune in next week where we talk with Jordan, who is a mechanical engineer. And until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.